The winds have blown us to this first Monday of the month, November 2nd, 2020. Welcome to the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and newsletter for this day. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. This is set to be a difficult week, and I'll be here to let you know what's happening close to home. I usually say this at the end of the show, but I want to make sure I'm saying it here up top. Stay safe out there. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out comes from an anonymous supporter who wants to say again, we keep each other safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests is steadily increasing in Virginia, with that metric at 5.8% today. That's up from 4.5% on October 2nd and 5% a week ago. The seven-day average for new daily cases statewide is 1,306. The number of new cases was 1,551 on Saturday, 1,202 on Sunday, and 1,026 today. The total number of cases in Virginia since the pandemic began is 183,418. The total number of cases in Virginia since the pandemic began is 183,418. Another metric that is increasing is the total number of cases per 100,000 population within the last 14 days. Today, that figure is 194.8. On October 15th, the number was 166.9. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another nine new cases today, with the seven-day average of new daily cases at 21. There have been no new fatalities reported in the district since October 23rd. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests is at 2.4% today. The Blue Ridge Health District is within the VDH's northwest region. The pandemic metric shows that cases in the region have been increasing for the last 11 days, but percent positivity has been decreasing. Since August, Albemarle County has been encouraging its residents to vote early, in person or by mail, in order to avoid long lines at the polls tomorrow. And my goodness, did they respond. That's Jim Heilman, the secretary of the Albemarle Electoral Board. At a press briefing on Friday, he gave a snapshot of how many people had voted. We have had uh, 23,152 people vote in person at the county office building on 5th Street. We have uh, processed uh, 16,026 mail ballots we've received and are working on those. And that's a total of uh, 39,178 people have already voted. Heilman said that's about half of the registered voters in the county. He projected an 80% total turnout, which would be a modern-day record. All 30 polling places in the county will be fully staffed and operational from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Heilman said all election officers will wear masks, services will be cleaned on a regular basis, and face shields will be in place. Voters will be asked to wear face masks. Mail-in ballots will be received through noon on Friday, but they must be postmarked by November 3rd to be counted. On election night, Albemarle will report out preliminary results. Election night, as the results come in from the polling places, we will be reporting those as we traditionally do. So starting probably about 7.30, we will be getting the reports from the polling places uh, and we'll be posting those, and we will also at the same time be posting those on the state website. At some point in the evening, probably by 9 o'clock, possibly not before 11 o'clock, we will also be posting the results of the early in-person voting 
and the mail balloting. That's going to be the big number. Heilman said the State Department of Elections will combine the early in-person and mail-in numbers into one metric. In Heilman said the State Department of Elections will combine the early in-person and mail-in numbers into one number. He said the county will likely not provide any updates on Wednesday, but will do so on Thursday and Friday. Heilman said there may not be a final report on Albemarle's results until Monday, November 9th. As the community seeks pathways to become more sustainable, one way to reduce greenhouse gas emissions is to stop discarded materials from being trucked to landfills far away. Is it possible to find a way to manufacture new glass bottles from those consumed and built in this area? A subcommittee of Albemarle County's Solid Waste Alternatives Advisory Committee, or SWAC, has been reviewing the financial feasibility of such an idea. Jesse Warren is the Sustainable Program Manager at UVA Sustainability and the head of the SWAC operations team. And so the operations team is looking into how we can get glass from users to IVMUC where it can be turned into more glass products. IVMUC is willing to take glass and they're willing to take it for free. Warren is referring to a facility owned by the Rivanna Solid Waste Authority that's built at a now-closed landfill. He led a discussion last Thursday about how beverage producers in the area can come together to discuss ways to haul used glass to that location. The idea of making new bottles locally is more feasible if enough raw material can be brought together. Several industry representatives said they would be willing to do so. Rob Gustafson is the owner and director of operations at Harvest Moon Catering. A uh, good outcome for us would be figuring any way we could get rid of our glass without having massive piles of broken, disgusting stuff laying around next to our dumpster and uh, ending up in the trash and not the recycling, unfortunately. Elizabeth Toole is with Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, one of several alcohol-related businesses in Nelson County. I know there's a lot of interest just within our business community about glass recycling options. Carrie Woolard is the general manager of Trump Winery. She said she wanted to know more about what initiatives have been worked in the past and why they stopped. I recall a time where we did recycle glass, and then I recall a time where we um, used a single stream recycling and that went away. So it feels like we've kind of gone backwards a little bit here, um, and I just don't have information of the context of why or how. Scott Elliff is with Ducard Winery, and he says he's never had recycling on site in Madison County. We used to take our bottles down to uh, uh, McIntyre uh, Road uh, in the back of my uh, pickup truck, but that's gotten to be pretty impractical and uh, rather see things go in a much larger basis. We'd be ready to do anything, any time on this. That's the by volume. It's by far the biggest part of our overall waste stream. After hearing those introductions, Scott DeFife spoke. He's the president of the Glass Packaging Institute. He said that there is a glass crusher in Fairfax, and there are container factories near Williamsburg and Danville. But locally? We have kind of a gap here, a donut hole, if you will, in this area. That doesn't mean that we can't make it work right now. It just means that we have to do a little bit of extra work. DeFive said one solution could be greater use of rail to reduce vehicle miles traveled by hauling trucks. I'll have more on this discussion coming up in a future story on infoseville.com. 
In meetings today, the Albemarle Architectural Review Board meets at 1 p.m. and will review the design of a new car wash at the intersection of US-29 and Woodbrook Road at the former Allen, 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 and Allen building. Charlottesville City Council meets at 6.30 p.m., and among the items on the agenda is a discussion of unmarked graves at a family cemetery in Penn Park. The bodies are believed to be those of enslaved individuals. Check out yesterday's Week Ahead newsletter for more details about Monday's meetings, as well as the rest of this week. And that's it for today's episode of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I thank everybody who has supported the show so far. If you've benefited from this program, please send it on to a friend. We are very close to 500 subscribers, and I am hoping, hoping, hoping that we can get more as the months move along and we move closer to local elections next year. The thing about Virginia is that we're always, always running for something. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Thanks for listening. And again, please stay safe out there.